Welcome again back to True Democrats, and we're coming toward the finish line less than a week. It is October 29, the Wednesday before Big Tuesday, where we reshuffle our government. We hope we hope there's uh, that many people in this country that care about this country, and uh, let's put this uh, country first, which means everybody's health. During a pandemic, that's in New York, that's in Arizona, in Alabama, in California, in Idaho. We need to fight this pandemic as one country. This less, this current administration has failed to do that. The Republican Party has failed to do that. So uh, this is where the voters get to decide. And of course, the amazing thing on this uh, election is the fact that there's so much, what well, we want to put in quotes, information going around that basically somebody could just make something up and it catches on wildfire and people start to believe it. And uh, I mean, the uh, retweet that uh, President Trump retweeted saying that the killing of Osama bin Laden was fake and that uh, that President uh, Obama killed the Team Six of the Navy SEALs and he retweeted that. It's just uh, ridiculous. I mean, it shows you how low. And this guy was. This guy started out low. He's uh, the gutter of the gutter. But people believe this. And um, that's what happens. So uh, we're going to decide, and we hope there's enough uh, Americans who are informed with common sense that are going to go to the polls, and they're going to vote these Republicans out, and they're going to vote this uh, Trump out. But I'll tell you, one of the things that has changed is uh, presidential politics. This, uh, this, this campaign, of course, I think Donald Trump changed it in 2016 with his uh, lowball antics, bringing uh, these women that accused uh, President Trump of uh, indecencies to uh, his and Hillary's uh, debates. I mean, just uh, asking the Russians to hijack her emails on her um, computer. I mean, just total low-life stuff. And of course, uh, th- this is showing unprecedented things also. This campaign, and that includes uh, President Barack Obama campaigning for Joe Biden, which is not out of the ordinary in itself, but the fact that he is just going after and attacking Donald Trump. You never see, and it's kind of a um, courtesy of former presidents kind of staying out of the ring and s- staying away from attacking a current president. And part of that is, is that the previous presidents know how tough, know what a tough job it is to be president. So I believe there's some sympathy and there's some um, some regards as to uh, the situation and how people make decisions and the different people that are trying to get their attention and their ear. And, but I think President Obama just threw that all to the wind. After four years of this President Trump attacking him, making up lies, blaming Obama for everything, even though that this president's coming on his fourth year and his country's totally collapsed in the second half of his of this uh, of his term, but it is definitely worth checking out those highlights of Obama going in Philadelphia and in Miami and just slamming President Trump, and it is worth. Just watching the glee and the fun that he's having on a campaign. And I think if any candidate, a freewheeling candidate like Obama was going there with nothing to lose, he's doing it for 
his former vice president. He has nothing to lose. He enjoys and relishes the fact that he's able to attack President Trump while being a brunt of all his attacks and not being able to say anything. I mean, he can say something, but it's out of courtesy because he's uh, a gentleman not to attack a president, a current president in the White House. But uh, you can tell that the, uh, the chains are off, the gate is open, and he's out roaming, and he's having a great time doing it. And it is classic. Oh, that he continues to do business with China because he's got a secret Chinese bank account. How is that possible? How is that possible? A secret Chinese bank account. Listen, can you imagine if I had had a secret Chinese bank account when I was running for re-election? You think, you, think you think Fox News might have been a little concerned about that? They would have called me Beijing Barry. It is not a great idea to have a president who owes a bunch of money to people overseas. I mean, really, the uh, Chinese bank account? Yeah, just imagine Fox News and uh, this guy Trump, who uh, started the whole birther thing that, that was completely fake, phony, and made up. But it didn't stop Fox News from uh, broadcasting it. It didn't stop Trump from talking about it, spreading these lies. So you know Obama is just uh, feeling it. And he's just, uh, every time he throws it in and, and tells people about it in this rally, he's soaking it all in. Just, just last night, he complained up in Erie that the pandemic made him go back to work. I'm quoting here. He was, he was upset that the pandemics made him go back to work. If he'd actually been working the whole time, it never would have gotten this bad. Yes, if uh, Donald Trump actually did work. But more than that, if he actually cared about this country and cared about his job, he would have done something about this uh, coronavirus. And the funny thing is, is that he, he took all the credit for Obama's economy. The president wants full credit for the economy he inherited and zero blame for the pandemic that he ignored. But you know what? The job doesn't work that way. Tweeting at the television doesn't fix things. Making stuff up doesn't make people's lives better. You've got to have a plan. You've got to put in the work. He came in, his economy was moving forward. GDP was rising. Jobs were increasing. He rode the wave, and he took claim. First of all, that last year where he campaigned while Obama was still in the White House, he kept saying the economy was horrible. And, of course, the Republicans keep doing this. And I'm not quite sure, and I'm trying to tell the Democrats now that this is their plan, and you can also counteract that by repetition, repetition, repetition. Donald Trump went everywhere in the country saying that this economy was horrible, the economy's doing bad, economy's doing lousy. But Obama took us out of one of the worst economic depressions that we had since the Great Depression, and he continued... And my complaint at the time was that he wanted to negotiate. He wanted bipartisan agreements. One of the things that Trump says in these, um, in his campaigning and in his, uh, um, excuse me, in his, in the debates, was that this is one of the slowest recoveries. And he's completely well. I don't know if he's completely right, but it was t 
too slow in the fact that Obama wanted a bipartisan agreement on how to tackle the economy and how to get more jobs and how to move the economy forward. Unfortunately, before this, Mitch McConnell, who's up for re-election now this year in Kentucky, came out with the statement that he was going to do everything in his power. This is how petty and small and how useless now the Republicans have become, how petty and small that they are, that he was going to do everything in his power to make President Obama a one-term president. So with that in mind, that's what the Republicans are doing. You don't go looking for a bipartisan agreement. You go and when you have Democrats in the House and in the Senate, you go and you push things forward, just like the Republicans do. They push things forward. They're not looking for any bipartisan agreement. But yet he wanted to do the right thing. But you got to when you're dealing with rabid dogs, you can't reason with them. And I, I knew this at the time. And I'm thinking, what are you doing? So the amount of money that he wanted to spend and put into the economy, spend the money, stimulus money. The Republicans negotiated with him and he brought down the stimulus money that he wanted to put in. He wanted I forgot what the numbers were, but literally he took out a trillion dollars or more than a trillion dollars. All the legitimate economists were saying that the more money you put into the economy, the bigger it was going to get. It was going to expand and get us out faster. But he wanted to negotiate and have a bipartisan agreement. And of course, they cut they cut the amount of stimulus money that he wanted to put in. They signed the bill. They put the stimulus money in it. And it didn't do as much as what it would have done if he had all that money in the first place. And then he turned around and attacked him, saying that the stimulus money didn't work and that we shouldn't spend any more stimulus money. How do the Democrats not listen to their history, especially the people that are in it? Charles Chuck Schumer, the uh, majority leader from New York, the senator, he was in this. He was part of the leadership of the Democratic Party in the Senate. He doesn't remember this. I mean, you cannot negotiate with these Republicans. And part of the reason I bring up Charles Schumer, although I'm going off on another tangent here, is that uh, he was in charge of getting senators elected in 2018. So we have these illegitimate Supreme Court uh, nominees and candidates and now justices on the Supreme Court because they couldn't win. All you had to do was keep McCaskill in Missouri, keep, uh, oh my goodness, the guy from... uh, Nelson in Florida, and put your resources for Beto O'Rourke in Texas, who nearly beat Ted Cruz in Texas. You have to push these things. You have to know how to campaign. And uh, you would have been able to c- control the Senate, and this wouldn't have, this, we wouldn't have to worry about Supreme Court justices. But this is... This is what happens, you know. Then Trump is complaining that, oh, there's the slowest recovery. Part of that is Obama's and the Democrats' fault for playing games with the Republicans. So now we have former President Obama complaining about President Trump for not working. And he did not work anything. What he did was, and I'll go back to what I was saying, he rode the Obama economic wave and took credit for it. And people believed him. Again, this is... Lesson number one for the Democrats, repetition, repetition, repetition. If you keep saying it enough, people start believing it. And, of course, he has Fox propaganda holding him up to it, even though they're, they're a joke. They're propaganda, not news. Uh, 
But then all of a sudden, when it's time to actually do something and to see if you're worth your weight and whatever, everything comes crashing down. He has no idea what to do. He has no economic plan. Forget about stopping the, uh, the pandemic. He, can, he has no plan to, to prop up the economy. Go to work. There's a pandemic virus killing people, making uh, people suffer respiratory illnesses. But he's telling them to go to work. That's his plan. I mean, it's such a useless plan, useless president, useless party. And they gave him, they gave President Trump to us. This guy wouldn't have lasted a day in a Democratic primary. He would have been kicked out or ignored. And you see why. But he found a place in the Republican Party. This is where, this is what the Republican Party has come to. So in talking about the Republican Party, we have... Republican incumbents up for re-election. It's frustrating watching Joe Biden and the DNC, Democratic National Committee, not go after these red state Republicans who have just failed this country. Although I am glad to see, I believe it was yesterday, Joe Biden in Georgia, campaigning in Georgia because it's a tight race and you have two Senate seats up for re-election in Georgia, and they're both close. John Ossoff, Reverend, the Reverend Warnock, they're close. Campaign more in Georgia. Explain more how the tariffs are destroying farmers, how your health care is being stripped away, how nobody has a plan to get us this pandemic out of Georgia. I mean, just pound that state so we can just push it over the edge and get two seats, which is huge uh, in Georgia. But the other one that I don't understand and why the Democratic Party is not looking at, and that's in Idaho, where the Democratic candidate Paula Jordan is a strong candidate. She showed it in her uh, in the debates against the when she was running for governor and lost that race. But she she took that uh, candidate at the time to task, and I forgot what the governor's name now is in Idaho. But she took him to task, great policies, able to communicate those policies. She needs help to defeat Senator Risch, James Risch, who's uh, the senator from Idaho. And this guy, is he's the guy that fell asleep at the Trump trial for his impeachment in the Senate. He's on the Foreign Relations Committee. He's on the Intelligence Committee. So you can see where our failures have intensified in the foreign aspect of this, uh, in affairs and in intelligence. Wuhan, China went around the world. Uh, people did not know that it was going to be as contagious as it is. Every one of these viruses uh, act differently. So as this started, uh, it... Uh, Everyone was trying to do what they'd always done in the in virus cases. They all they all thought that the uh, the virus uh, would uh, run its course and uh, and that would be the end of it. But uh, this guy is on the intelligence committee, so he knows that this is totally false. Everybody in China and in, in essence our intelligence, because the president got this report in December, knew that it was this contagious. I mean, we had one of the lead doctors in there that the Chinese government tried to suppress, but he got his videotape out there warning everybody that this was a disease that was going to be big trouble for a lot of people. 
he warned it. Our intelligence agencies wrote up a report and gave it to the president, who ignored it, as we know now, uh, thanks to Bob Woodward, and to the intelligence committee in the Senate, which this guy is sitting in a chair and he's part of the party that's in charge of the intelligence committee. So he's again trying to blame blame. Nobody knew this. He knew this. And he let this thing go without warning, not only Idaho, but this country, and coming up with a plan to do something about it. This is just one of the reasons why the Senator Risch has got to go. As someone close to the president and on the Foreign Relations Committee, Senator Risch should have pushed for and contributed to a national plan. But what's worse is he did absolutely nothing to warn and help Idaho. And that's disgraceful. This is a notice to all Republicans. We had a department to take care of pandemics. It's called the CDC, Contagious Disease Control. And guess what? Who gutted it? The Republican Party and President Trump. And there was a playbook sitting there, nice and neat on the desk, on how to deal with contagious diseases, of which they didn't open, which they cut out, which they threw away. I would have long ago passed a bill, that, a bipartisan bill that I've got pending in Congress that's going to set up an agency to handle uh, a fire like this. I, I consider this a house on fire. It wasn't your usual slow-moving uh, pandemic that we've had. So to talk, I mean, this guy is such a phony, oh, I'm going to have a bill like he's doing something. No, we had it set up and the Republicans once again failed this country. The CIA came up with a report, said Osama bin Laden is going to attack this country. The Republicans went on vacation, ignored it. His country got attacked. The CDC came up and said, this is what you do when there's a, a contagious disease coming through. The Republicans ignored it and went on their way. On the Intelligence Committee, and although I can't go into all the details, um, we on the Intelligence Committee deal with all kinds of threats to America. And that includes uh, uh, pandemic threats that uh, from time to time have arisen, but, but ha obviously haven't uh, done what this did. Well, listen, at least he admits it. The Intelligence Committee is supposed to find out about threats to the United States, including pandemics, which I know they did. And of course, that's always a Republican excuse. We can't go into the details. National security. But the fact of the matter is they knew it. They knew about it and they did nothing to protect this country. That is a liability for Senator Risch and he has got to go. Now, you're seeing ex excerpts from an interview because Senator Risch will not debate Paulette Jordan. Why? Every, well, not every uh, Senate race in this country, but most of the Senate races, except for maybe three, and that includes this, uh, the Idaho Senate race, had debates, and they were able to put barriers up and you know be uh, cautious with this virus running around. But the Senator Risch will not debate Paulette Jordan, I wonder why because he has nothing to stand on. He has nothing to stand on in his foreign committee that he's uh, the chair of. When China's throwing tariffs on the farmers of Idaho, they're losing their livelihood. Meanwhile, Trump is making money. His family's making money. Oh, secret bank account. Remember that? Trump has a secret bank account. What is the Foreign Relations Committee doing about that? What are they investigating? Nothing. It's a joke. You got Iran. They scrapped the Iran nuclear deal. So now Iran is in the middle of making nuclear weapons that are going to point at the United States. Senator Risch is on a committee for that while this is happening. What does he do about that? Nothing. So the threat against China, he didn't do anything. The threat with Iran, 
What about Russian interference with our elections? What has he done about that? Nothing. So he was going to stop this pandemic. How many strikes? I know how many strikes you need to have in baseball to be out. How many strikes do you need in politics do you need to get to get booted out? I don't care if you're Republican, conservative, liberal, uh, hippie, whatever you are in Idaho. To see a man who's wasting space, not doing anything, is the big picture is Senator James Risch. He's not doing anything, but he's collecting. Another millionaire, daddy's boy, who just doesn't want to do work. And the fact that our president is being impeached because of crimes where he's trying to solicit uh, Ukraine government to give bad information on his political opponent, he sleeps through the trial. Not only does he not convict, that's bad enough. But they don't, he doesn't say anything about seeing witnesses in, in this trial and he falls asleep. This guy is not up to the job. He's making it a joke. He's thinking it's a livelihood and he's got, he's got to go. And this is questions asked. Paula Jones, Paula, excuse me, Paula Jordan was asked the same questions and she, was, uh, she had her responses. But for the one who's in charge, this guy... Senator Risch has definitely got to go. He's a liability to this whole country, not just Idaho. Federal relief, and so many Americans are uncertain about how they, they will get by during this pandemic. The relief legislation we've seen out of Congress falls short for two main reasons. It hasn't done enough to help small business owners and working families, and two, it is primarily a corporate bailout, bailout with hidden tax breaks for millionaires. It's appalling that Risch is griping about $600 per week going to vulnerable jobless Americans but he's fine with spending the people's tax dollars to bail out wealthy corporations to donate to his campaign. And the most pro-economy thing you can do right now is help middle-class people thrive. Working families are what drive our economy, and so it's not a mistake to stand up for working families. If Mr. Rich thinks so, then it's best he steps out of the way for new leadership. Well, good. I'm glad that uh, one of the candidates came out and said that, and I'm not sure if it's in her campaign ads and there's billboards across the state of Idaho but the fact that the matter is that the Republicans and Rich is a big part of it, McConnell especially, Rich is just following McConnell's lead and voting whatever McConnell puts in front of him, which is to say that they, big tax breaks for millionaires and billionaires again, and at the same breath, taking taxpayers' money. So they don't pay, the Republicans are not paying taxes along with these corporations, millionaires and billionaires, but there's pocketing hardworking American taxpayer money into their pocket while the businesses that are struggling are not getting their fair share of the money. That is corrupt. That is theft. That is anti-American, anti-American worker. And I'm glad that uh, Paula Jordan is uh, coming out and saying that. Um, basically, that's what Democrats are for. That's what the ticket is. And somebody's got to be able to articulate that across this country because the Republicans have did a great job of turning the tables, saying that they're for the American workers. You know, America this, the flag this, but they steal from the Americans that are hard workers. And the Democrats do not challenge that, which they need to do in this election more than ever. But uh, the one thing I disagree with Paula Jordan. And ultimately, you know, right now with bipartisan leadership, it's going to come down to us putting our parties aside. This is not an issue or an area that Mr. Rush is actually strong in. Uh, being that he's very partisan, uh, and unfortunately he is not doing his job. But he needs to make the case uh, to President Trump and uh, Mitch McConnell that we need this legislation, this bipartisan legislation, 
uh, businesses will close because he is not acting. Even President Trump is waffling. So action can and should be taken, but he's not taking it. Is that, uh, no, we can't uh, put politics aside. We got to put the Republicans aside. They're the ones that are causing all our problems. They're the ones that have caused this country's heartaches since uh, 9-11, or you can even say the downward spiral of the economy since Reagan. But they've allowed these terrorist attacks to happen. They've allowed these pandemics to attack this country and spread through this country. They've allowed economic collapses. They've created terrorists over in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan and done nothing about it. They gave away CIA operatives. I mean, everything that's the, the woe of this country has been caused by the Republican Party. They need to go. And we need to do a little bit more effort. Paula Jordan, we need in the Senate, we need it bad, not only for Idaho, but for this country as well. I think the best way to leave this uh, episode is to, in Senator Risch's own words, when he was given uh, the last 60 seconds to uh, describe uh, or to try to convince voters why they should elect him. This is an easy choice in this particular race. You have a conservative Republican, myself, with a long conservative record. There's no surprises here. People know how I'm going to vote every time Idaho's name is called uh, in the United States Senate. On the other side, you have a a committed uh, liberal Democrat. I I make no complaints about that. I mean, uh, uh, there's a choice, and people should have a clear choice like they have in this race. If they want Idaho to be what Idaho is, I'm your guy. If you, on the other hand, if you want to move Idaho in a different direction, more left, then you have, the vote should go the other way. This is America, greatest country in the world. All our challenges, we'll get through them. We know how to do this. We're Americans. I think that's all you need to say. He said it for everybody. He's a conservative Republican. This is why we have this mess. This is why the Iranians are making nuclear weapons. This is why the economy is crashing. This is why Chinese tariffs are destroying farmers' livelihoods. And by the way, the farmers that are being propped up, the big uh, corporation farmers, being propped up by taxpayer money, which Rich doesn't pay, Trump doesn't pay, the Republicans don't pay, corporations and billionaires don't pay, but they're taking hardworking American money that they won't give to the Main Street businesses, but they're going to give to these billion-dollar farmers to prop up, and not to the family business-owned farmers also. Or if they do, it's a little... It's pittance. But this is it. That's conservative Republican in a nutshell. If Idaho wants to go another way, liberal Democrats will clean up that mess. And he's right. America will get through it. America has always gotten through it because the liberal Democrats have always cleaned up Republican messes. They've been doing it since 1937. Or was it 32? But either way, Democrats are always there cleaning up Republican messes. This is Adam Carr again. Thanks for joining True Democrats. And uh, if you can, contribute to Paula Jordan's campaign out there in Idaho. Uh, If you can try to get some call banks, anything. I think this is, he's a weak candidate with nothing. We have to be able to try to get, uh, convince Idahoans who are not voting to come and vote for Paula Jordan. Those whose farms and businesses have been crippled by Senator Risch's inaction. We've got to get out there and let them know that Paula Jordan is the better choice by a, a mile. Folks, thank you very much. Have a great evening and good night. Uh, Democrats have already proposed a $3 trillion budget, which would go towards working families, small businesses, 
uh, and of course helping the people in the middle class. What has not been uh, addressed is that they're, they have actually cut that in half. So even with the compromise that has been made, uh, cutting that budget in half by uh, over one and a half trillion dollars, that would still help the people here, especially those of us here in Idaho. Uh, so I see that as a good compromise if they were to take action within the uh, Senate Republicans party. There is no doubt who the choice is here. Folks, uh, if you can, visit my uh, website, truedemocratsusa.com, for some blogs. If you like to, uh, not only like to listen to my voice, you want to read some writing, I've done some uh, blogs. You can get our Picking America Up Again t-shirts for $25 if you visit the website, True Democrats on the back. And uh, we look uh, forward to hearing from you. And uh, hopefully uh, next time, we will have a blue Senate, blue Congress, and Joe Biden in the White House. And I'll be back before then, but uh, hopefully 2021. Right then, it will look better no matter what. All right, folks. Until next time.